And we wanted to thank today's sponsors brought to you by Anchor.fm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's completely no charge. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, where it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and many more. Guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast. Honestly, it just takes for you to really get started. Go ahead and download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm and look forward to seeing you create your show. Yes. Hey guys, Eric from How to Be a Grown Up here. Just one thing before we start the show. If you could take just a couple of seconds and leave us a positive review on the podcast app of your choice, it'll go a long way to helping all the wonderful hosts here on How to Be a Grown Up bring the messages of the great interviewees to more young people in need. All right, on with the show. Welcome to the How to Be a Grown Up podcast. My name is Eric Andrus, and this is my show. I'm an educator, a family man, a fitness lover, and a guy that's just dedicated to helping you live your best life. The goal of my podcast is to share inspiring stories from the most brilliant minds in education, world-class athletes, and influential individuals on the planet to help young people find out what makes great people great. So whether you're a student in my classroom, a scholar from around the country, or just someone who's a kid at heart, get ready for cutting-edge, non-run-of-the-mill content to help you be the best grown-up you can be. So without further ado, let's learn how to be a grown-up. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever you are joining me, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you and I are engaging in this moment together, and I'm so glad that you're listening. I hope you can take away powerful, actionable information from this podcast today. Well, ladies and gentlemen, just to remind you, my name is Eric Andrus, and this is the How to Be a Grown-Up podcast, the show that I created for you, my lovely and wonderful young scholars, to help you realize that you have a birthright to be happy to be healthy, and to live absolutely extraordinary lives. Today, today I have a doozy for you. Today I have an amazing conversation. I got a chance to sit down with motivator, speaker, author, fitness guru, Spartan athlete, an all-around brilliant mind, a, a, a guy that inspired me along my own journey towards empowerment and health and fitness. I got a chance to chat with Ben Greenfield of Ben Greenfield Fitness. This guy is the real deal. Uh, Now, I'm gonna give you a lot more of a background on Ben at the top of our conversation together, but let me take a second here at the top of our podcast to talk to you about why I was so interested in having Ben on the show. I want to start with this quote by L. Frank Baum. He was the, uh, the original author of the Wizard of Oz books, a wonderfully awesome series of books if you haven't read them. He wrote this, No thief, however skillful, can rob one of knowledge, and that's why knowledge is the best and safest treasure to acquire. One of the reasons why I've always loved Mr. Greenfield's work 
is that he has an insatiable desire to bring to us, his listeners, his consumers, his customers, more knowledge. He's always asking the question, what else is there? What cutting edge research is being done? What out of the box thinking can I dive into? I think I've always admired, I think I've always admired this pursuit of intellectualism. Well, let me back up here for a second. Let me tell you about the first time that I got kicked out of class. <laughs> I was in sixth grade. As you can probably guess with me being an English teacher, I've always been a big reader. Some subjects in school didn't come particularly easy to me, especially math, but reading always did. I got lost in books, especially given that I didn't feel particularly comfortable around other people or talking to other people about the things I was passionate about. Books were really my outlet. Books were where I found my safe space. I spent a lot of time checking books out of the library and just perusing them during class. Well, on one particular afternoon, I was sitting in biology class and I was reading another book. Uh, the book was called uh, Democracy in America. Um, it was written by this French dude named Alexis de Tocqueville. It's an interesting book. Um, this guy was sent by the French government to study the American prison systems, and by default, he ended up looking at really the infancy of America's government, and he was very prescient and really uh, predicted a lot of the successes, but also a lot of the struggles that American government has had. Um, he wrote it a long time ago, like uh, like 1830s-ish. Anyways, uh, so I was reading this book, and the teacher had asked me several times to put it away, and I know that I probably should have. As an adult, as a teacher now, I wish I would have, but I digress. Finally, I shoved the book into my bag, and the teacher... Now, this wasn't cool, but she probably was frustrated. The teacher, in front of the class decided to stop her lesson completely and decided not to remove me from the classroom at first, but just to say, Mr. Andrus, I just don't understand. Am I this boring that you have to pull out one of your little kitty books and not pay attention to biology? Well, because I'm a teenager and also just because I'm this person. I got defensive. I wasn't reading a kiddie book. I was reading a book I knew kids in college read. I was reading a book that had major ramifications of the way that people looked at our government. And so I said, no, I wasn't reading a kiddie book. I was reading on democracy, excuse me, I was reading Democracy in America by Alexis de Tocqueville. The teacher chortled and kind of went like, no, you weren't. I know that book. It's big, it's above your head. And she proceeded to kind of belittle my intelligence for the next couple of minutes. Red-faced and angry, I whipped the book out and I slammed it on the desk and I went, look, do you think I stole the dust jacket and like put some other book in here? She got furious being proven wrong and sent me out of the class. She told my parents that I was being insubordinate Ever since then, I've noticed 
a lot of people and places of power that try to keep you from garnering knowledge, that try to keep you from learning as much as you can in as many different ways as possible. Look, ladies and gentlemen, the pursuit of knowledge needs to be never-ending. The day that you stop seeking knowledge is the day that you start dying because there are plenty of people that are going to try and take that knowledge from you. All you need to do just to prove this to yourself, Google the two words presidential race. I just did that. On the very top hits, there are race and racism in the presidential race and why third-party candidates won't matter. You need to be an actively informed person in this world. Maybe not about politics, maybe not about you know, this subject or that, but you need to be a person who can bring your best self into this world because you are informed, because you are articulate, because you are a person of profound worth that deserves to have your voice heard. And if you don't have that knowledge, if you don't have that power behind your words, people aren't going to listen. They're not going to listen because they're sick of listening to the ignorant. They're sick of listening to people who spread misinformation. They're sick of listening to people who don't have their best interests at heart. So dedicate your lives to that pursuit of knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. Whatever track that may take you down, learn. Learn from people who agree with you and learn from people who disagree with you. Challenge the status quo. Don't believe something just because a teacher is standing in front of the classroom. Don't believe me just because I'm speaking in your earbuds. Don't believe your parents or your presidential candidates or whomever just because they're in places of power. Question that thought. Question the things that are being given to you. Learn. Read voraciously. Listen to podcasts. Talk to new people. Experience new things. If you have the opportunity and you're lucky enough to, travel. The best thing that you can do to improve your life is to continue to learn. A lot of people labor under this fallacy that as soon as the school day is done, as soon as I graduate from high school, as soon as I graduate from college, I'm done learning. I think one of the most heartbreaking things that I've ever heard from an adult compatriot, someone my own age, a peer, is when I hear them say, I haven't read a full book since, I don't know, ninth grade. That just shows me you haven't grown intellectually since ninth grade. When someone tells me that they never Google things that they're interested about, that they never search and pursue new avenues for their hobbies and for their passions, that just shows me that they are done growing. Never stop growing, ladies and gentlemen. Never stop believing that you can be better. Don't get me wrong. Yes, enjoy the person you are today. You are enough as you are, but just know that you can continue to grow. You can continue to expand the boundaries of your impact, of your potential, of the success that you can experience. So emulate the example that Mr. Greenfield sets forth in our conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to the way that he takes in new knowledge. Listen to the way that he dives into new subjects and categories and activities and ideas. 
Drink in that knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. Copy his example and be better for it. All right, folks, just a little bit of housekeeping before we get into our episode. I started this podcast because I love working with young people, and I feel like our traditional schools are not giving them enough. But I'll tell you, you know, I don't make a dime off of this. So one of the things that you could do that would really help out myself, uh, help out me, and the other awesome uh, hosts of the How to Be a Grown-Up podcast is to leave us a positive review. Leave us a review on the podcast app of your choice, and that goes a long way to bringing the beautiful, awesome, incredible messages of these interviewees to more young people in need. Secondly, if you or someone you know is making a difference in the world, I want to hear from you. I'd love to chat with you. I'd love to bring your voice to my listenership. So please email me at howtobeagrownuppodcast at gmail.com. All right, enough talking, Eric. Let's chat with Ben Greenfield and learn how to be a grown-up. gentlemen and welcome once more to the how to be a grown-up podcast the show that i created for you my wonderful young scholars to help you become the happiest the healthiest and the most extraordinary people that you are capable of being today i am so excited i am humbled and honored to welcome the powerful health wellness and fitness expert ben greenfield to the podcast Ben is a guy that wears many hats. Ben's a giant in the field of health and fit fitness podcasts. The brilliant voice behind the Ben Greenfield Fitness Show, Ben regularly dives deep with guests into the cutting-edge science behind athleticism, new ways to fuel your performance, and a bit of parenting advice thrown in there for good measure. He's also an accomplished multi-sport athlete, having, according to the Athlinks website, run and competed in 126 endurance races since 2002. On top of all this, Ben is also a best-selling author. While having penned many different books available on his website, perhaps most notably, Ben authored Beyond Training, Mastering Endurance, Health, and Life, a text dedicated to giving his readers the most up-to-date and unique ways to live the healthy lifestyle without the cost of the countless hours it usually takes to achieve. He's a health entrepreneur, a Spartan athlete, a role model to parents the world over, and so much more. I'm also just completely addicted to his podcast, so it's my humble pr privilege and profound pleasure to welcome Ben Greenfield to the show. Ben, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Eric. And that, that's a positive addiction, right? I oh. think that's a case where it's a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, as I'm reading this intro here, if I was a 14-year-old sitting in my classroom and listening to all the cool stuff that you do, I might ask myself, like, how does Ben define his job? So when you're out and about at a party and you're meeting someone new and they say, Ben, what do you do for a living? How exactly do you answer them? I tell them I'm a mailman. 
<laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, actually, actually um, that, that's kind of close to the truth. I try, I try and think of the simplest thing to say, um, sure. unless I feel like engaging in very deep and long conversation with my seatmate or whoever happens to be on the elevator. So usually I tell people I'm an author. And the, the, the reason for that is not only am I an author and spend a great deal of time either writing or, you know, these days using other forms of new media to produce content like you know, say shooting video or recording audio, but it's also because like being an author is something I've always loved to do. I mean, since I was literally like six years old, I had a passion for reading and especially writing. I mean, by the time I was 12, I'd just by sitting down on my computer every day, written about a 400 page, uh, uh, novel on, on, you know, a fantasy fiction novel, right? Like dragons yeah. and princesses and knights, et cetera. So I always loved to write. And really, I don't mind telling people that I'm an author because frankly, for me, as geeky as it may seem, that's the funnest part of my job is, is reading stuff and then turning around and writing about what I've read or what I've discovered or where I've traveled or, or how I've raced or what kind of nutrition or training or, or biohacking tactic that I found. So uh, long story short is I say author. And then if someone really presses me, I'll begin to delve into how, yeah, you know, it, it, uh, being an author leads to speaking. So yes, I'm also a speaker. And oh, I don't just you know write. I also record videos and record audio. And I freelance write for magazines. But I also blog. And then when I blog, I also do things uh, like send people to solutions on websites I've created, like, you know, little books and online programs and fitness gear and supplements and all sorts of stuff. So, you know, then we can rabbit hole. But basically, I tell people I'm an author. You, well, you are doing some amazing things. And you're writing kind of a continuous adventure novel called The Forest currently, right? Yeah, The Forest is a, a, a fiction book that I'm writing in which my – well, my my boys, my eight-year-old boys, River and Taryn, uh, are actually my, my inspiration to be the protagonists in that story. But I use what is considered to be the – kind of like the YouTube for books. It's a really cool website I discovered about a year and a half ago called Wattpad, W-A-T-T-P-A-D. Yeah. Uh, and Wattpad is just a, a, a an app slash website with tons and tons of free books. And what authors do is they publish their books on Wattpad for others to read. And the cool thing about Wattpad is it's very conducive to serial publishing, meaning oh, that yeah. each each week or every couple of weeks, I'll put out a new chapter that, that anybody can read. And what I like about that is I'm not very good at writing a book and keeping it to myself for years and years <laughs> as I work on this special secret project. I just, I love to, you know, if I, if I write a chapter, I don't want to wait a year and a half for someone to read it. I want to push it out there. It's, it's not a very good way to make money with a book, but it's a good way to have a lot of people read your book. And frankly, a lot of folks who have very popular books on Wattpad wind up later on after the fact signing publishing deals with, with companies that, that see that book on Wattpad and say, Hey, this would be a, this would be a great book to not just be some, you know, serial chapter that someone can read on a free app, but you know, a nice, you know, fancy, shiny printed book or, you know, or an ebook or, or something like that. And so in many cases, uh, you know, even though Wattpad is a platform for free publishing, many of those free publishing adventures that authors embark upon become paid contracts and publishing. 
Absolutely. And that, that's one of the things that's always fascinated me and amazed me about your work is that you find new and innovative ways to bring your content and your information to your listeners and, and to the people that consume your stuff. But I'd love to back up a little bit. Um, one of the things that I love to do on this show is to provide the superhero origin stories, uh, if you will, of successful people for my young people who might not have examples of that in their life. So I'd love to back up a little bit because I know that you started as a personal trainer, but what helped you make the jump to become this te like online teacher that you are today? Uh, well, <laughs> having children really. So, so what I did was I, I actually, I, I studied, um, kind of on, on an, on an undergraduate and a graduate level in college fitness and, uh, nutrition, uh, et cetera. And, um, when I graduated, I began to open up personal training studios and gyms all around, uh, uh, Washington and Idaho. And I would train people and I hired other trainers to work for me who would also train people everything from, you know, uh, 40 year old moms who wanted to look good in their swimsuits to, uh, to athletes and beyond. And, um, I, it was, it was a very rewarding job, but when my children were born, I realized that working at a gym from 4am until 10pm every day was not something sustainable for me. Uh, if I wanted to be also someone who, who spent, you know, a father who spent time with my children. And so I thought, okay, well, can I do what I'm doing right now? Helping people get fit, eat healthy, lose weight, um, you know, sleep better, fix their digestion, et cetera. But could I do this in, in some other manner? And, you know, I decided that, you know, even though it was different, I didn't get to spend as much time, you know, in a gym face to face with, with flesh and blood people, um, writing and recording audios and shooting videos and things that I could do from home, from the kitchen table in my underwear, uh, <laughs> would, would still be able to, to affect change in the world. And I, I could make a positive difference still doing that type of thing. So I decided that the next chapter in my life, um, after having run these brick and mortar gyms and studios for a while would be to, to kind of, uh, progress to doing more writing and recording and speaking, et cetera. And so I sold all my fitness equipment. I sold all my gyms. I helped my clients find new personal trainers. And then I, I moved into a home office and I started doing more writing and recording. And it was kind of scary because I was used to having a good sustainable income from people walking in the door of my gym and paying me money to train them. And, you know, now I had to kind of keep my fingers crossed that, you know, some book would sell on Amazon or that, you know, someone might hear something, uh, that, uh, that I was promoting on a, on a podcast and perhaps go, go buy it and, yeah. you know, and, and, and help make me an income that way. Um, and, and it all, it all, it all worked out, but you know, I, I don't think of that necessarily as, you know, quitting one job and moving on to another. Instead, I think that careers can progress just like I alluded to a little bit ago, like chapters in a book, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, one chapter of my life was, was in college when I was studying fitness and nutrition. The next chapter was, you know, running my, my businesses, uh, my gyms, my studios, et cetera. And then the next chapter was, was online, you know, virtual training and, and more writing and speaking. And, um, frankly, you know, where I'm at with the next chapter is I'm now,
now renaming my entire business to make it into a a sellable business. What I mean by that is I'm extricating Ben Greenfield's face and Ben yeah. Greenfield's name and every I you know the, the a, a morbid scenario but what I like to imagine is you know what would happen if I walked out the door and got hit by a bus. Sure. Well frankly my business would disappear because it's very personality driven. It's very driven by me uh, going out and doing crazy Spartan races or writing an article or writing a book, et cetera. Um, and kind of the next progression in, in the phase of, of my career path is I'm actually rebranding, meaning I'm taking uh, what what I do and I'm turning it into a, a logo and a brand and a system that uh, would be a globally recognized system, meaning that over in China, for example, um, when people see, you know, a bar that I've created or a supplement that I've created or a book that I've written, um, they would buy something like that regardless of whether or not my name or my face were on it. Instead, uh, you know, creating a brand like a Nike or, or a Coca-Cola fitness. And so that's, that's kind of what I'm up to now. Well, I'm really excited to see what shape that takes. And ladies and gentlemen listening at home, one of the things that I want you to take from what Mr. Greenfield was just saying was that he took a step to continue his passion, but to also be there for his family. And he took a step that I'm pretty sure that even well-intentioned people probably told him was at the very least a scary one. All of you have shared with me over the course of our time together that you have dreams, that you have hopes and goals and passions you have to take that step. When you take that step, ladies and gentlemen, no matter how slow you go, you're still lapping everybody that's still sitting on the couch. So emulate Mr. Greenfield's example, ladies and gentlemen, because it, it, just understand that laziness fuels more laziness, but activity and execution fuels success. So thank you for mentioning that to my students, uh, Mr. Greenfield. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it leads me into my next question here. Uh, you had this great quote in Beyond Training that is this. Uh, in a nutshell, stress is stress. No matter whether it's from exercise or from lifestyle, the more stress you're placing on yourself from your lifestyle, the less stress you'll be able to place on yourself from exercise. One of the reasons why I started this show was so many of my young scholars came into my classroom stressed out because of difficult home life situations, uh, difficult nutritional choices, uh, just difficulties in general with the lives that they have kind of been forced to lead. So I'd love to know this. If some of my kids are hoping to emulate your example and live a healthier or more stress-free lifestyle, what are some first steps that you might suggest that they could take? Well, you know, the the most important things that I do in my life, I think, is, is first of all, I I have a morning routine, meaning that I don't just leap out of bed in the morning, switch on the phone, check Facebook, check email, check Twitter, etc. Um, in, instead, I I lay in bed for a few minutes when I first get up and I take out a journal and I journal what it is that I want to accomplish that day and what it is that I'm grateful for and you know some of these things that seem cheesy and woo woo but that actually kind of force you to to start the day in a very uh, very unstressed way and then I wander downstairs and I do some stretches and some deep breathing and and for years now I've been doing a little bit of yoga when I wake up not a lot you know just five or ten minutes you know just a few deep stretches and that kind of sets a standard for the day versus rushing out of bed and rushing here and rushing, throwing on the clothes and everything. It just pays to even, you know, get out of bed 
20 minutes early just just to give yourself that um i like to call it the affluence of time in the morning right you just yeah. waking up and feeling rushed is a very very good way to be stressed the rest of the day so a nice slow easy morning with a with an actual routine that's one thing that that i'm a huge fan of and then the other one and, and this sounds simple and stupid but it's just basic uh breath work meaning that uh, I make sure that I engage in deep, nasal, diaphragmatic, belly breathing throughout the day. Uh, the reason for this is actually scientific. You have special receptors in your chest called baroreceptors that detect if you're engaged in shallow chest rapid breathing. And those receptors cause you to release a lot of the stress hormone cortisol. And so by focusing on deep, regular breathing, not only by starting your day with deep breathing, but also by, you know, a few times during the day, just making sure, checking in, am I breathing short and shallow or am I breathing deep and full? It actually makes a profound difference in how stressed you feel both during and at the end of the day. And then the final thing that I do, and this is probably one of the hardest things to do in this day and age, but I do it. Uh, and uh, much to the chagrin of my wife, I have about <laughs> seven. I have about seven physical, real paper books stacked uh, next to my bedstand, uh, and I'm constantly. I love to read. I'm a voracious yeah. reader, but I turn off the screen one hour prior to when I plan on going to bed and I shift instead into two, two things that neither of which involve screens. Uh, number one, reading those physical books and number two, uh, playing my ukulele or playing my guitar. And so I've, I've found that there are, there are things other than Facebook and Snapchat and Twitter and Instagram that I can do at night that still make me feel good about myself, still make me feel like I'm accomplishing something, but that don't involve a screen. You know, for me, it's it's playing a little bit of music and reading a book. But I found that that really, really helps me fall asleep faster and feel less stressed at the end of the day, because inevitably at 9.59, when you plan on going to bed at 10, if you have your phone out, you're going to get a text from someone that takes 10 minutes to reply to and then you might notice you have an email that you're going to lay awake at night worrying about you know and the snowball <laughs> begins so so those are a few of my my tips would be to have a morning routine to do some deep breathing and then try an hour before when you plan on going to bed to uh to not be looking at a screen those are some powerful awesome and actionable tips i i have one more question for you but first I just want to take a second and acknowledge you and say two words to you that I'm sure you don't hear nearly enough, and that's a humble thank you. Just to tell you about the effect that you've had on my life, a couple of years ago I was pushing the scales at about 287 pounds. Uh, I was newly sober, but my food groups really were relegated to fried chicken wings and Cheetos and beer. Uh, the discovery of your podcast helped to really revolutionize the way that I looked at my life. I started running and just binging on everything that you had, and I through really the stuff that you have put out, you changed the way that I looked at my everyday. I took your morning routine and incorporated it into my day. I listened to the stuff that you said about foods, and the, now that I'm a father of two sons, uh tried to emulate the example that you have of not being the invisible exerciser, as you had mentioned on the Spartan Up podcast. Mm. So for the gifts that you have given my life, you know, heck, it's your inspiration that pushed me to run my first Spartan sprint this year. 
So for the gifts that you've given my life and the gifts that you've given lives of people the world over, I just want to offer you from the bottom of my heart a thank you. Oh, well, thanks. I I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, um, the cool thing is that uh, not only does that make my morning when you say that, but uh, I think that the simple act of being grateful like you've just done uh, for, for anybody out there. It's really interesting. They've done lots of studies on the science of gratitude and they found that when you just say thank you to someone or you say, I appreciate you, or you say, Hey, I haven't told you this lately, but I'm really grateful for, for you. Um, it actually triggers a, a really cool little physiological reaction within your own body that does things like decreases cortisol and increases some of the feel good hormones and produces a dopamine response. So I am, uh, I, I suppose I should say, Eric, I'm I'm grateful for your gratefulness. Well, I received that, man. I, I want to be respectful of your time, so I have one final question here for you. Uh, I started this podcast because I think while our public schools do a lot of things pretty well, we teach curriculum pretty well, we miss a lot of fundamental and foundational things that help us to become human beings, like teaching nutrition and resilience and grit and hope and love. So I'd love to know this. The reason I called my podcast how to be a grown-up is that's what i want to teach my kids so what does being a grown-up mean to you Hmm, that's a really interesting question <laughs> that, that's a head scratcher what does being a grown-up mean to me deep inside i'm a i think i'm a i'm about a 14 year old boy uh <laughs> so that's a really hard one i've never really been one of those guys who was always i i guess i've always wondered even you know at my ripe old age of 34 am i really a grown-up or did i miss something along the way <laughs> um no uh, worries man uh, i worked out in a star wars t-shirt this morning yeah, so we're on I, the Okay, good. Um, let let me think. What does being a grown up mean to me? You know, I, I, here's here's my gut reaction to what you asked me. Yeah, being a, being a grown up to me means that you have reached a point in your life where you are thinking about your legacy. Not only what it is that you want, whatever, written on your tombstone or your obituary, uh, which is a, a morbid but useful exercise, um, <laughs> but uh, what it is that you want to be remembered for, what it is that you want to achieve, what it is that you want to create, right? What is your legacy going to be? And when you begin thinking about your legacy, you begin to think about children and creating something lasting and solid instead of just like checking in nine to five to make a little bit of money so that you can go spend that money and be ready for the next day. Instead, like, you know, what is it that you want to create and be known for? How is it that you want to change the world? And that's really summed up in that word legacy, which is a great, great word. You know, legacy is is greater than than currency and money. Legacy is is greater than and fame legacy is greater than than you know all those little things that that you know kind of like take up our day to day ultimately the question you need to be asking yourself is what is my legacy and identifying that legacy in my opinion uh, means that you've kind of crossed that threshold into grown up ism well, I know without a shadow of a doubt, the legacy that you will leave is one of hope and love and health and wellness. So again, to be respectful of your time, just last thing, uh, if my kids want to find more of your stuff online, where should they look? Uh, BenGreenfieldFitness.com. 
uh, free free blog, free podcast. It's all over there. So that's where I'd go. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I have to offer my ringing endorsement of Mr. Greenfield's work. It has revolutionized the way that I looked at my everyday, and it can do the same for you as well. Uh, ben, I'm going to wrap up here real quick, but if you wouldn't mind hanging on for like 30 more seconds. Sure. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another wonderful, actionable conversation here on How to Be a Grown-Up Podcast. Stick around, folks, because I've got a couple of takeaways for you. Wow, what a conversation with just a powerful force for change in this world. Here's my takeaways, ladies and gentlemen. Number one, always be learning. Take in new information, take in new ideas, and better yourself for it. Two, even if you think you weren't a person that could be stress-free or athletic, just know that with hard work, you can be both. All right, folks, this has been the How to Be a Grown-Up Podcast. I've been Eric Andrus. You've been awesome. And until next week, don't forget that you have a birthright to be happy, to be healthy, and to live an extraordinary life. All right, I'm out. <laughs>